0: Oh,
1: may we do that.
2: No, you read it right.
1: Yeah, but it sounded like shit, didn't it?
2: Oh, I didn't think so, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're ta- also if you're dating a twin, they may be more likely might my- that.
2: that was much better. <laughs> if you're ta- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh- Hello and welcome to a little bit of everything podcast. I'm Allie and I'm here with my co host Scotty.
1: Hi Ali. how's it going?
2: Good, how are you Scotty?
1: Well, it's funny that you ask. I think I'm a little congested, so I apologize if I sound stuffy today.
2: We all forgive you. Thank you guys. (laughs) We live together and are engaged and we have six kids between us, ages ranging from 10 to 20. On this podcast, we chat about a little bit of everything. Our main focus is on dating, relationships, and parenting in a blended family household. We will talk about finances, our careers, mental health, movies, and other things that impact our relationship with each other and our kids.
1: Hang on to the end of the podcast, guys, because we have a surprise, a huge surprise to announce. So don't leave us, please.
2: If you haven't listened to episode three, that was our introduction to love languages. We are going to continue that conversation today. In episode three, we discussed the origin and concept of love languages. And we talked about the love language of gifts. The five main love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service and physical touch. And I do think there are a few other secret love languages that we will talk about in a future episode. Most people have one or two top love languages, but the way you give and receive can also be different. Today, in honor of the upcoming Valentine's Day, we are going to talk about another love language, words of affirmation. In a study completed by YouGov, and I will put this source in our show notes, 1,000 Americans were surveyed about their preferences for giving and receiving love. Only 30% of adults said they had heard of the concept, which you would have been part of that until recently, right?
1: 100%. 100%.
2: The top love languages in the survey were quality time and physical touch for a total of 62% of people claiming this is how they receive and give love. The third ranked love language was words of affirmation at 19%, acts of service at 13% and gifts at 7%. Do you think that learning about love languages changed your view on how we interact?
1: Okay, being mindful that there's love languages, I think we, I think we know that there's different. Lo- okay, let's put it this way: before they were identified, mm-hmm. they're there. But I think knowing that the having it identified what they can be, plus you said there's some other ones, mm-hmm. certainly helps me because I go, oh, I didn't realize that's something that could be considered loving. You know, when I think of lo- uh, love languages, I'm thinking, how does that make someone else feel? So once we've identify the different languages it does at least me, it made me more mindful of what to look for
2: mm-hmm. so you feel like being aware of the love languages helps you identify when i'm doing something to show love or when you're giving something to show love
1: yes and it also shows me how to balance those different things by knowing there's different groups of how you can do it mm-hmm. so i try to i told you i try to balance them I,
2: I have so you do like a little bit of everything
1: yeah i think when you start seeing these five in particular because they seem to hit a lot of areas you can start seeing where you're not maybe you're i don't want to say failing but failing to provide i guess i'm going to say for failing because <laughs> you know what i mean if i'm like doing access service but i'm you know spending a lot of time with you you might be sitting there upset and
2: but that's why i think it's good to understand how you give and receive because if i don't receive love in acts of service then you don't ever have to do it
1: well here's another thing what if i think if my if i need physical touch what if i what if i assume that's what you want and that's not
2: true mm.
1: can be different yeah that's D-
2: important to you know. know how your partner receives love.
1: Yeah, remember, because we always assume the other person feels the same way you're feeling, and it's Mm -hmm. totally different all the time. How often is it the same?
2: Well, and we discussed in the first, in part one, how uh, quality time can even look different. So if you're like, well, I'm home all the time, and I'm like, but we're not, you know, next to each other, talking, connecting, that quality time doesn't mean the same to me. So, communicating what your needs and expectations are is important.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if I don't know how, I can't make you happy if I don't really know what quality time means to you. Mm-hmm. You might be sitting with me, saying, "We plan I, assuming I'm happy. Yet I'm, I'm feeling like we're not getting any quality time, mm-hmm. and all this time going, "Why?" Well, I, I know you know that this is how I see it. Mm-hmm. And then when, once we've communicated, it makes so much more sense why we might not feel... So you got to be mindful of the other persons, what, they're, what they need, mm-hmm. and, and try to make sure you take care of that, as well as try to hopefully receive...
2: I think it's important to discuss love languages or assess how you see the other person showing a love language during dating. Because... If you are always showing me acts of service, but I don't receive love that way, say I need words of affirmation and you never give praise, then in the future, if we end up, you know, getting married and having a family and things are stressful and you're doing all of these acts of service, but I'm not getting any praise, then as you mentioned, you would be unhappy in that relationship.
1: Yeah, and maybe it's, maybe it's something they should start talking about more in dating, because that's going to set a trend for the future. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's more important. And this is what w- the study, there's a stat I'm going to share in a second, which doesn't make sense to me, because you'd think that it would be key in being a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. You want me to read it? <laughs>
2: yeah, go ahead. share your stuff. Don't keep us waiting any longer. Oh, yeah, well, sh- here it comes.
1: <laughs> so uh, what we found is most people claim that they don't share the same love language with their partner. Women are less likely than men to say say their partner does a good job at expressing love the way they prefer to receive it.
2: So this is interesting because the top love languages from that original survey we cited showed that quality time and physical touch were the top two for men and women. But now this is saying that people think that they don't share the same love language. And I'm wondering if that has to do with giving and receiving. Maybe men receive love in physical touch and women give love in quality time?
1: I think so. And I think it also has to do with being mindful that the love languages even exist
0: mm-hmm. i mean
1: like I, we were saying i didn't even know what it was so it wasn't even on my radar mm-hmm. it's amazing how much more i'm aware of it and conscious of trying to give it when i didn't know what it was mm-hmm. you know seven eight months or whatever it was we know that men tend to be fixers or doers so they tend to do i think a lot of guys get trapped in that active service mode mm-hmm. So I think a lot of them put a lot of effort in trying to provide at work. And by doing that, they think they're providing, but I think they're neglecting something at home that is needed, which is another, um, you know, like quality time. Maybe mm-hmm. that's, they say, well, I give in all day. I've done everything for this family. I'm. I'm mm-hmm. What else can I do?
2: Even things around the house. I'm taking out the trash. I'm mowing the lawn. And their partner feels like they're not receiving love.
1: Isn't that amazing? Because in his mind, he's doing everything to make the relationship successful, yet she's not feeling adequate. And it, it can be the other way around. It can be the woman who's providing at work and saying, what else can I do to make you show that I care and try to make this successful? Mm-hmm. But they still need that love language. Mm-hmm. So I think what, I've, what I'm learning is, if, if you don't know your partner's love language and don't attempt to try to give it to them, I don't know if it can be a successful relationship.
2: It could take intentional effort. And some people just aren't capable of providing
1: that. Or maybe that's part of growing up. <laughs> maybe. You know, you learn empathy at what age? We're saying like 10 or whatever. You start to learn to be emph- empathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's an age of like 40s <laughs> where you start... To Being mindful of the other person's needs, if you really care about them, why wouldn't you want them to be happy if you really love them? Mm -hmm. So why why wouldn't you take an interest in writing down, okay, my partner likes quality time, but this is their quality time.
2: Yeah. I mean, we'll get into that because some of these love languages are harder for people than others. It's just not... It's not something that is in their nature. And so even if they intentionally... Like, you have to work really hard to create this as a habit that you do. Yeah. And some people want it to be, want it to feel natural or it doesn't feel authentic. And I think you have to take even intentional trying of a love language as an authentic effort to show love to you, even if it's a reminder in their phone. Like, you need to praise your wife today.
1: Well, I I think the fact that you have that reminder shows you care.
2: Right, that's authentic. And
1: maybe over time, it becomes... More of a habit. Yeah, and then you don't think of it. It becomes part of your routine. Mm -hmm. But that's an interesting point.
2: (laughs) There was another study completed by Hinge that indicated... The most common love language is quality time for both men and women. This study was completed in 2018, and I can't help but wonder if those results would be different now, since the pandemic gifted everyone with an overload of quality time.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it either boosted or ended some relationships. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Wow, if you really, yeah, that could have been, you hear a lot of mixed things on that. I don't know, maybe towards the way I spent with my kids, I think it might have affected that because mm-hmm. I really cherished that time.
2: Mm-hmm. Did it make you closer to them?
1: Yeah, I think so, because you had a we couldn't rely on external stimuli to mm-hmm. to you know to make us complete or have fun. We did it inside,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so yeah, okay. Okay, well, we thought it would be interesting to see how love languages fit in birth order. I personally have been fascinated with birth order. Uh, in relationships and uh, inside my own family dynamic. It's like one of the things I've always asked because I I noticed that older kids and younger kids tend to get along and maybe that's just for me. So I'm always like wondering, I wonder if she's a firstborn or or the oldest. In secret, I'm hoping she's the oldest because if there's two Youngest born, I'm going. I'm thinking we're going to both be bratty and want, <laughs> want a lot of attention.
2: Yeah, plot twist though. I'm the bratty one. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, but
1: what we found in our research in general: first-born children prefer acts of service. Middle, middle children value gifts, and youngest children enjoy physical touch. I'm kind of curious if you only have because t- I have two. Siblings. hmm <laughs> Can you have a middle child with two people? Because you have a no, brother. No, it would
2: be youngest and oldest.
1: So that takes away that middle. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're dating a twin, they may, they may be more likely to have quality time as a love language, while only children favor words of affirmation.
2: Mm-hmm. And tell me about your experience in your family growing up and then your kids.
1: Okay. Well, I have two older brothers.
2: hmm Which uh, makes you the the baby
1: i'm the baby i noticed with my eldest brother he seems to be the one that kind of takes care of things when we go out he buys shit so i think he loves he's like a gift he loves to gift to give
2: mm-hmm.
1: or is, i don't know if you go out to dinner and they buy you dinner all the time is that gift giving or is that act of service
2: it's probably a combination of both
1: okay well that's what he likes to do he likes to play that fatherly role mm-hmm which is kind of funny. It's funny how we all go back into this this mindset of who we are. Who you were as kids? Yeah. Yeah. So, so then my middle brother, he's like a, he's always been like a lone wolf. Uh, <laughs> I would say he's an act of service guy for sure. So, when we're over together, like he'll make like the like a I didn't know what it was called, but now I know it's like a snacky plate or something like that. He'll mm-hmm. put like a cheese thing together. Put the wine together, make dinner. He likes doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny st- applying these love languages to my brothers because I never, <laughs> you know, I never dated them. <laughs> but it's neat to see how it works with the people you love. And then, as me being the youngest one, I know that I've always wanted physical affection. And I don't know, I think we were talking about this. A lot of times, by the time I was going to school, my mom was working full time. So when I came home, I I know there's many times where I was by myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, and and in general, my mom, I think we talked about she didn't really hug me that much. Mm -hmm. My dad was more of the one that did that. So I think that's why maybe I I seek physical affection, at least in my relationships. With my brothers, I, I don't know. I can't... Well, I, mean, you,
2: I You hug them, right? When you yeah, see oh, them. Yeah,
1: all the time. I, so I do like... I know that's my way of saying, hey, guys, I love you. But I also like planning stuff for them. So is that act of service? Mm-hmm. So when we do get together, I tell you, I generally do the, the planning. So it's interesting.
2: You plan, Jeff pays for it, and it, Matt brings the food. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what about your kids?
1: Well... Funny enough, I have three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with my kids, uh, let's see. I noticed that with the, uh, let's start with my middle child. Uh, he seems to like to be spoiled. I don't know. He is gifts. Yes, he loves and he lo- loves act of sur- he loves act of services and mm-hmm. gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so he's into <laughs> gifts, which tracks. What about your youngest?
1: My youngest tends to be. Th- the most thoughtful one, mm-hmm. and will give acts of service. When I haven't seen him for a while, he's the one that's always like pulling my arm and mm-hmm. wanting me to hold him because mm-hmm. I think so. Might be the same kind of thing where w- when you're the youngest one, maybe the um, the parents aren't aren't readily available or they're sharing affection with other kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that is.
2: Well, so you mentioned that your mom was not as physically affectionate. Were you and his mom Physically affectionate to him When he was younger? Yeah, I always Snuggled and cuddled and things
1: For the most part And wrestled Or I definitely held their hand I I held all their hands Mm -hmm. But I probably not as much with The middle I definitely showed more affection For the the little I I would think Mm -hmm. In terms of walking them to school Holding hands Picking them up Um I don't know. I don't know how that works. Okay, but they—they they definitely are the one. And I think I was—I didn't mention here, but my oldest one doesn't like to be touched. Mm. She definitely likes to give gifts. Oh, okay. Did I mention? I don't know if I even mentioned that, but she loves to give gifts. Especially okay. to people she like her friends, mm-hmm. and if you know, I think she gets a kick out of it if they enjoy it. So that's kind of interesting. Allie, tell us about your um your life growing up in um with your kids too. Let's have the birth order.
2: Uh, I'm the firstborn, one of two, and I definitely show love in acts of service, cooking, cleaning, organizing. I am always looking for ways to make people's lives easier, both at home and at work. I don't know how much I like to receive love in acts of service, though. I don't like to ask for help, and I don't like to rely on other people. It seems like a weakness to need help, and I prefer to tackle things on my own because it is a way that I show love. I do have a younger brother, but I can't really speak to his love language because I don't know him. We we haven't spoken in over a decade, probably. Mm-hmm. And then for my kids... You'll you'll have to help me. It's hard for me to see it sometimes. I think my oldest shows his friends love with quality time. It is online, but he spends a lot of time playing video games with his friends. He has a friend who is sick right now and he's been watching movies with her virtually. Um and so he he takes care of his friends with his that he shows love with his time.
1: Do you think it's also a kind of act of service, too? Maybe by sh- being there for them?
2: hmm Yeah.
1: So it's kind of like giving time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I think he would do more acts of service if he was with his friends in person.
1: Like probably. make soup or... Mm-hmm. he would, He would cook for them, oh, for yeah, sure. Definitely.
2: He does cook for us with his sisters. He gives them hugs. He you know, spends time with them and listens to them and plays games with them. He cooks dinner for our family, which is an act of service. I think he receives love in acts of service. He always expresses his appreciation when I cook. I buy him special treats. I take him places. So I think he's a combination of acts of service and quality time for both giving and receiving. Do you think that's accurate? Yeah,
1: I. Th- he's definitely appreciative and he, he doesn't take things for granted. I think he, he definitely shows his appreciation, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And my middle child is 100% a gift receiver. I think it's hard for kids to be gift givers because they don't have income, but she just gets so excited when anything is given to her, whether it's like a little thing like her favorite chapstick or a family trip, something big. She loves the anticipation and planning that goes into something that she is looking forward to. And she also does value quality time. She asks to watch our shows with me. And we'll spend time talking about her day to anyone who will listen.
1: She, what I've noticed, which that's all obviously true. Mm-hmm. Oh, she also seems to get a kick out of, like the other day she made uh, coffee. I don't know if you like that mm. for her sister. She was mm-hmm. all excited for her to try it. Yes. So she does like active of services. She. It seems like it like she'll want to make dinner Mm -hmm. um so i know she there's something there right
2: Mm -hmm. yeah she really values the intentional thought and planning of doing something and executing it and giving it to someone so that could be acts of service or gifts yeah and my youngest definitely loves physical touch she's very very active she rarely sits still and always uses the furniture for her gymnastics stunts. Mhm. She is also very witty and loves a good dad joke. When of course I snuggled all of my kids when they were little and in my mind since she was the baby and I knew she was the last one, I snuggled her as often as I could. Now I can't think about the amount of time that I was able to give her versus my first child, but to me it seemed intentional and i because i wanted to do it a lot because i knew it was going to go away quickly and so i think that might be why she craves physical touch it
1: could be i mean she is the youngest and there is um i know i've seen it with other parents too they tend to do some of the things as long as possible i I was Mm going to say this i don't know if it's appropriate like breastfeeding they -hmm. might go a little longer because they don't
2: want to, that's the last one. Mm-hmm. And they're. I did. I nursed her until she was like two and a half. She is getting to the age where snuggles aren't cool anymore, but in the house, she'll still snuggle with me when I tuck her in at bedtime, which her older sister doesn't let me do anymore. She's too cool for that. She will grab my neck and give me a really long squeeze. Um, until I'm like, okay, my back hurts. I have to get up Yeah. and occasionally in the parking lot from the car on the way to the store, she will like slip her hand into mine and still hold it. But once she realizes like it's happening, she'll like rip it away. So
1: yeah. Part of growing up, I guess. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I think, um, I think physical touch is definitely her thing.
1: Yeah. That's, that's more about them than, than you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how that translates when they're older, you know, Mm -hmm. with the relationships.
2: So today we're talking about words of affirmation, and we both discussed that this is actually more of a struggle for us. This is maybe our weakest love language for each of us.
1: When I was younger, I I know it was harder for me to use word of affirmations, which is kind of I think I was telling you that. My dad was the one that was giving all the affirmations. He'd say stuff like, Oh, you're so bright. Uh, there's nothing you can't do. He knew I was capable. Mm-hmm. So he never. I never felt like I couldn't do anything. He never gave me that feeling ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My mother, she never really used words of affirmation, which is kind of interesting. I don't remember her saying, Gee whiz, you're so funny. Or... Or wow, you're so intelligent. I don't know what that is, because I don't think she would have. If you would have asked her, I think she would have said, "I'm funny and and a maybe her words." Jesus, did my mom have any love languages? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, think, no physical touch and no words of affirmation. I, I think and it, she was working, and you were home alone from school, so not quality time.
1: No, no, but that that's what I had with my mother later in life before she mm. passed away. I spent a lot of times watching movies. We went to movies sometimes out in the theater because mm-hmm. her date didn't go. <laughs> My dad... Because I think he has a different love. We're not talking about them right now. But I think that was her... That it was it. Quality time. Especially as, as we were adults hanging out. Mm-hmm. I think she valued just sitting there watching a, a TV show. Maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. But so... I So we were thinking about that. Maybe that's why... I think it's easier for me, at least growing up, to give words of affirmation to my buddies mm-hmm. because maybe I heard it from my dad. Mm-hmm. So I could say, God, you, you hit that ball great, or you're you're a hell of a slugger. And with women, maybe I didn't want to give over that power. Mm-hmm. I think I felt like I was maybe, I think I was telling you, maybe if I said too many things positive, it would put me in a lower position, which is silly as all can be. But like i'm lowering my um what's the word your value N- well not my value but i'm if i'm praising you so much
2: as i sit up here on top of the bed <laughs> <and you're only laughs> my queen <four. laughs> my highness
1: <laughs> really looking up at her <laughs> and i and, and guys i'm not standing up but you it'd probably still be true oh no but maybe i think part of me was thinking if i say all these things to this person and they never say it to me then it's giving them power. Mm-hmm. I don't, and maybe you can understand why that is. But as I went through therapy and all this other stuff, and started saying, "Wait, it's not about me. It's about them." It doesn't. It doesn't depower me. Is that even or un, What's a word when you get rid of power? I don't know. Deflate power. Sure. By telling someone how wonderful they are. It doesn't so,
2: transfer.
1: Yeah, I can. Just because I'm saying you're wonderful and all this other shit, it doesn't make me weaker. Mm-hmm. If anything, it, I think it might be the opposite. But it might be one of those things. When you show weakness, like crying, you're not weak. You're actually strong. Or maybe you have trust in the person that you're with. And I, mm-hmm. I think with us, and it could be a combination, you know, I know I'm, I'm really in love with you and I think you're a great person, but I have no problems. Sharing words of affirmation, and maybe that's part of my growth. Maybe that was one of the last things I needed to figure out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, yeah. And I, I I'm done. You've I've arrived. Mastered, I've mastered relationships, guys. <laughs> I did it. That was the final step. The puzzle is now. But
2: your certificate's in the mail.
1: Yeah. So for me, I think it's become really easy now it used to be difficult now it's easy mm-hmm. what about I, with I, what, me yeah. with
2: me and with your kids oh yeah you, yeah i you always from t- them
1: i and that that's probably cuz of my dad with them i don't i don't with my kids i don't see them as maybe i didn't see them as giving them power mm-hmm. in the terms of over me mm-hmm. i was trying to build them up to say hey you guys can do anything you want. You just have to find out what it is. Mm-hmm. That you're, you're capable, you're smart, you're beautiful, you're funny, all that stuff. Which I know you do too. Mm-hmm. That, that was my journey with words of affirmation. What about your journey?
2: So words themselves, as you know, are extremely important to me. I'm very thoughtful with my words and I use them very well. Uh, but this is definitely my weakest love language. And I think for a similar reason, I initially didn't know. I consulted my best friend, Rachel about this. I didn't understand how valuing words and also not wanting to hand them out as praise could exist together. And she said that words allow me to articulate myself in a concise way, but that it is for communication purposes, which is separate from praise. And she and I both We're very similar. I I feel like people should just do what they do and shouldn't necessarily expect affirmation for it. It's the bare minimum, which I think is kind of how I was raised. And growing up, I was not really given much of a voice. So I learned to curate what I needed to say when I had an opportunity to do so. And I also don't feel that I was given a lot of praise and I felt like I wasn't enough because I wasn't perfect so I tended to, to model not handing out praise as freely
1: is it the same thing I went through where I was afraid to give praise because it made me look weak um, or giving that person upper hand or, or may, am I misreading that
2: maybe that maybe it, it was a weakness
1: yeah if I if I praise you and you never praise me I
2: just don't think it happened and so I didn't know how to do it
1: yeah. Yeah, And we were, I guess we talked about if part of sharing love languages with your children is what allows them to learn how to use them themselves.
2: Mm -hmm. And so this is not my strong suit with my kids. I do have to work on this. I I do try to allow them to have their feelings and encourage and praise them when they speak up about their feelings. So I feel like I have that going for me. Mm -hmm. And I I teach them that feelings need to be expressed in, in a respectful way, but that it's okay to be angry and sad. And when they do that, I do praise them for doing that. For other things, um, you know, I will praise them for their good grades in school, for completing their homework, for doing things around the house. My youngest daughter loves to draw and be creative, and I praise her work. When they make dinner for us, I do praise them and thank them for their effort there. So there are some things that I do, but I think um, both with you and with them, I still have work to do.
1: You know, tell tell them what you told me about birthdays.
2: Oh my gosh. So this is an example. People who say they are proud of their kids for like no good reason. So a lot of people will post on Facebook, My son is such and such age today. I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, you just, their kid lived another 365 days. Like, they didn't accomplish, they didn't do anything spectacular. They were just, like, living and breathing.
1: Yeah, I think it becomes probably bigger in terms of, like, um, hitting milestones like 80, 80. 90 because that's (laughs) that's it you got to work hard if you could still like walk
2: and shit at 80 yeah then i would be proud of you for walking
1: yes good job on that one i think
2: there's a lot of empty praise in our society and i don't value that
1: how do you feel about giving away ribbons and trophies for participation and not for winning
2: i mean i can't control that
1: you know what that's not words of affirmation. Is it? Like I guess it is words of affirmation by giving a trophy for
2: succeeding, right? It is it is a reward for doing the bare minimum. Is that true? Partis- the participation, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that's something to be mindful of. Yeah, birth I'm not going to praise my kids for the birthdays anymore. <laughs> hey dad, I'm 20. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm 50. good
2: (laughs) i mean i'm not 50 i'm 42. no i mean i think you can take time to reflect on the previous year and tell them things you are proud of within that year that they have accomplished but not just it's your birthday and therefore i'm proud of you
1: here's your cake
2: and maybe they're not really expanding on that thought and they mean those things and we just aren't privy to it or whatever but The empty praise just drives me insane.
1: So it should should be a point of reflection, and that that takes care of the praise. Yes. Because you say, look at all this stuff you did in this last year.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Celebrate that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, as a society, we look on the exterior for reasons that we have succeeded, reasons that we have failed, things to blame. Um, but instead of really focusing on the work that we have done or the mistakes we have made. And so I think rewarding your kids and giving them that ownership is really important. You did that project. So let's talk about examples of words of affirmation in dating. So what, what have you heard or what would you have liked to have heard in your dating experience
1: well i i think because i pride myself on being a um like you're like you're funny i think you're a funny guy um you're uh you're a good listener it's kind of hard because in the beginning you don't really know and they could be putting on a front Mm. (laughs) but i I mean, hopefully they're being genuine, and you've seen a, you know, I don't know, but for for me, I think those are. I love hearing people think I'm funny. I'm I'm patient. I'm a good listener, good conversationalist, Mm -hmm. good commun. Well, communication is something that you'll you'll learn, and uh, maybe thoughtful.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What about what 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 things were you think? Oh, I guess. Do you want me to talk about the physical stuff too? Like good, I think you have beautiful eyes. Yeah, I guess you could do that, too, right?
2: Yeah. I I, didn't, I yeah. mean, I think um, for me, like, uh, some feedback I heard was, you have a nice smile, which I like. I enjoy comments about uh, how I look because I put effort into, you know, how I'm dressed. It's nice when it's not body related. You okay. know, like, oh, you know, your boobs look great and that. It would be like, I like the way that dress looks on you. On
1: your boobs? No, <laughs> no. It's funny because that almost, it's, that's almost like a, a birthday. Say, <laughs> like, gee, thank you about my blue eyes. Like you put, them, oh. like you put it together. But I, I know there is a fine well, line.
2: I mean, I my orthodontist worked on my teeth, so mm. hey, there was to, effort put in there.
1: I think I was one of the ones that liked your smile. Yes. So I, I understand that.
2: I think when you're conversing, if they say something about their kids that identifies a trait of being a good parent or something that happened at work, celebrating that saying, you know, that's impressive. Uh, I think you're a great mom or dad. Uh, if they pay for a date saying, thank you, being sure to say, thank you. Um, after multiple dates saying, I really enjoy spending time with you. Those are some things that you can say for words of affirmation in in the dating stage. And I think you do need to be careful in the beginning. I don't want to caution away from words of affirmation, but that there's a a line that's crossed and then it becomes love bombing. You know, like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You're so great at everything. I just, I've never had feelings like this before, like very, very early on. Mm -hmm. And so you do need to be cautious of how much praise you are giving out and make sure that it is, it has substance behind it. And when you're hearing it, if you're hearing too much too fast, that can be a red flag. So, in a relationship, when you're living together, if you're married, um, what are some words of affirmation that you like to hear?
1: To hear or give? Well, both. Well, I, I think it's it's nice to hear that that you're um, again some of the same stuff, I guess. That you know you're a good partner. I feel safe with you. You're funny, although I think humor gets to dry after a while. But it's still fun if you can make someone laugh. So it's nice to hear someone say that it's that you're fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I do like. I mean, you know, I like to hear if if you think I'm if I am attractive. What are things that you appreciate or you like to hear or say?
2: Saying I love you. I'm so thankful to have you in my life. You're such a great mom or dad. Thank you for the acts of service, doing the dishes, taking out the garbage. I really value your support. I think support with um, work stuff and kids stuff in the house and kids stuff with exes. Support that way, expressing uh, appreciation for that is really important. And I think physical too, you know, you look hot in that outfit, yeah. like, w- especially because we work from home. And so when we, when we work from home, we wear our comfy clothes. So when we go out for a date or when we go to work and we get dressed up and put effort in, it's nice to share words of affirmation that we appreciate the effort that you put in to look good for the other person. You know, you're so special to me or I love our life together. Those are all things you can say. In a relationship, yeah. What about with your kiddos? What are the things that you like to say to them?
1: Just I want to remind them that they're 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 special, that they're smart, they're capable of doing anything they they want to do. They just have to figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. My children all have great senses of humor.
2: They do, and,
1: and I think they value it a lot because they know how hard I try to make them laugh. So their biggest kick is getting me to laugh. And I think it makes them feel good to hear me say, wow, that was
2: funny. Mm -hmm. Some things that I uh, say to my kids are, that was really thoughtful, especially my younger two. They're both girls. And when they are nice to each other, I really try to point that out. Oh, that's good. You have such good ideas. I love that you don't give up. My youngest is very persistent. She doesn't like to ask for help either. I love her persistence. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love your sense of humor. I like how your mind works. I love spending time with you. I think something that's really important to tell them is that it's okay to make mistakes. Even though it's not a praise for them, it's letting them know that they're not perfect, and it's okay, and it's not the end of the world.
1: I think telling them, I don't know if we mentioned this, that that you love them is Mm -hmm. important, too. I I, I don't think my parents, my parents could have said, I love you more because I think it was awkward for me to say it for a while mm-hmm. and so if they would have said it as much and I try to do that so my kids don't feel odd saying it to me
2: mm-hmm. that wraps up words of affirmation and so now you have two love languages going into Valentine's Day and we will do I'll do it on our stories or on Instagram um, a post of some ideas of words of affirmation and also some gift ideas that you can give your partner or your kids end of every episode, we go over our currently list, which is a list of a little bit of everything going on in our lives this week. We will post this list on our Instagram at pod, a little bit of everything. We would love to read about your currently in the comments. And I saved a blank template in our highlights for you to use. Please tag us if you post it so that we can see it. Scotty in the theme of love languages what are you currently feeling love giving and receiving
1: so because i've been trying to find and i'm trying to stop now but i was. I <laughs>
2: <laughs> please please don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but i i've been trying to find gifts uh for Allie, so i think i'm in that mindset of gift giving
2: how are you and how are you receiving love
1: well allie has been you have been giving me access services in terms of nice, uh, coffee. You've made me uh, breakfast sandwiches. You're always making uh, dinner as much as, almost every day, and I appreciate it.
2: Okay, and what are you currently loving?
1: Well, I I'm not sure if we're gonna be able to see. That. <laughs> We were going to have, like, a get-together Super Bowl party and maybe a birthday thing, but I was looking forward to seeing my extended family. The kids are coming, so we'll get to Mm -hmm. see all the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be good.
2: Okay. What are you currently feeling?
1: Well, I'm a little worried about our taxes coming up. They're going to be a little bit of of a challenge, but we'll see how it works. I'm sure we'll be fine.
2: What are you wearing?
1: Well... I, I had a, you can, because of my stuffy nose, I was wearing my scarf again. I don't know how sophisticated I look in it. You I'm look, not wearing it right You look this dapper. Minute. Do I look
2: dapper? Especially when you put your glasses on at night. What are you listening to?
1: There's a a, a channel or playlist called Alt Now. So A-L-T Now. And it's basically all the new alternative rock music. And they can even play like a song from Depeche Mode. But it's a lot of it's more of a you know newer groups, but there's mm-hmm. old groups too that have new music out. So it's a good way to get kind of you know hip mm-hmm. with the least alternative. Because <laughs> I you know if you keep listening to the same songs, mm-hmm. you gotta learn any new songs. So
2: have you found some new songs that you like or new artists?
1: There, I have, but I'd have to bring up my playlist.
2: Oh no, I'm not asking for an example. I'm just saying, have you have you? Oh yeah, found new I, stuff. I have. Okay, great
1: so that's that's a good that's how i found inhaler
2: what are you watching
1: a man called Otto Mm -hmm. with tom hanks and that's so good it was interesting because it can leave you feeling satisfied or a little bit sad at the end and it just depends on your frame of reference and maybe we talked about maybe doing movies about couples and Mm -hmm. marriages and so we won't this won't will definitely be one of them. Yeah, is yeah. I really would like to do that. Okay. Well, enough of that. Allie, what love language are you giving and receiving?
2: Giving. I am also collecting little things for Valentine's Day, so I am giving in gifts and receiving. I am receiving in quality time. You spend a lot of quality time with me, especially yesterday. Scotty had to spend the night at work on Tuesday night. And so yesterday we had really great quality time
1: yeah it was was nice Mm -hmm. what are you loving
2: super bowl party prep super bowl is my favorite holiday of the year so we're gonna have food and drinks and the kids and games and commercials and football and it's just the best day ever
1: yay how are you feeling
2: i'm feeling good about my work projects i'm Pretty caught up.
1: Uh, What are you wearing?
2: It has been nice outside. Wait,
1: who are you wearing? Who?
2: (laughs) For Oscars? (laughs) Yeah, no. Target. (laughs) J. Crew. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's been nice outside, so I have been wearing spring clothes. I'm wearing dresses with pockets, which is the best thing ever.
1: Allie was wearing a cute dress yesterday. It was like a white and green number. Thank you. What are you listening to?
2: I found a new podcast called Therapy for Women. And it is three uh, women therapists who are going to discuss different therapy topics. The There are only two episodes out right now. The first one, since there's three of them, the first three episodes are going to be an introduction for each of them. So the first one went and she kind of focused on OCD. And the second one went and she's a sex therapist. And so the next episode will be the third therapist and then they will go into their content. But it was really good.
1: What are you watching?
2: We had been watching Rules of Engagement and when we were done with that, I was bummed because we didn't really have a go-to funny show. We started watching Big Bang Theory and I just love it. It's so funny.
1: Bonus currently. Yes. For for Allie.
2: So a uh, few weeks ago we had done currently eating a couple of weeks in a row and you (laughs) talked about meals that you had made and I kind of gave you some sass about, you know, feel free to talk about a meal that I had made and I had not put eating on here since then, not intentionally, it just happened to be that, that way. However, this week, Scotty made a chicken salad that his mom used to make and it was so good he got the recipe it was kind of modified from his brother but it was really good and i really enjoyed eating it and because it was tasty but also sharing in something that was related to your mom that was really important to me
1: that's sweet baby i'm glad that we were able to do that
2: now we have our big secret that we have been keeping and it is time to tell everyone So we mentioned in a previous episode, we had decided not to go through with having a wedding. The cost was more than we had planned on and the time and effort was starting to uh, take a toll and cause us some stress. So we're likely gonna take a trip later this year, maybe next year instead of doing the wedding. So the secret that we have is that at the end of last year, we decided to get married wow
1: congratulations
2: <laughs> you too are you surprised
1: there's a lot to it just like what ali was talking about the the stress and the um and using that money for some other stuff maybe something that i think will be a wonderful thing that we'll have forever mm-hmm. just like our marriage mm-hmm. um so i'm really grateful that we we did it
2: when we got married we hadn't decided yet to not have the wedding and we were planning on announcing it at the wedding as like a fun surprise. But then we decided to transition over to a trip. And so we informed our family and friends first. And then now we can announce it here. So now everybody knows. Yeah. We we're very excited.
1: Well, I'm happy for you too.
2: I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> You have a great wife, third time's the charm.
1: Yes, and I hear number two's always good for the... At least, I, I can't tell you how many guys that I saw in their second weddings that mm-hmm. were very happy. So, are they still married? I can't tell you how many t- people I've seen. <laughs> yes, they are. My dad's one of them, but I know it was not necessarily the way... Well, that
2: wasn't his choice.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean, my brother... I mean, getting
2: married again was his choice. Having, being a... a Widow or widower? Yeah. For yeah. He the, was, yeah. Uh, was not his choice.
1: But I think he's happy and I think, I know he is. And I know that my brother, I'm, I'm going to put big money on. He's going to be married within the next five years.
2: Oh, they're, I mean, they're forever committed. Yeah.
1: And the, he's, he's really happy and. He I,
2: should be. I adore her.
1: <laughs> so, that, and that's the second one too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we learned from the first one. You appreciate the second one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, sometimes it might take a third one. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's a different journey for guys and gals. But I can't, you know, I came from a background where you don't throw in the towel. Oh, me too. I know. But <laughs> sometimes that towel... And I'm just
2: whipping those towels in left and right. <laughs> Be sure to check us out on Instagram at pod, a little bit of everything. I did a little teaser earlier in our stories if you want to check it out. And then I'll do the reveal in a post later today. Check us out on TikTok at ALBOE underscore pod for more content. If you have any topic suggestions or a question you would like to submit, you can also DM us on Instagram or TikTok. Our Patreon will be available soon for exclusive content to help you with dating and relationships, along with discussing more private details of our lives. We would love it if you would rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple podcasts and leave feedback in your comments there as well. Thanks for listening to a little bit of everything podcast. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, hit the subscribe button and your device will notify you when our next episode is released.
1: Thank you guys for listening and be safe out there.
2: Like, and subscribe comments, notifications. Love you. Love your show. Bye.